Hey everybody, welcome back to my channel. I am Ms. Roxanne, and this is, uh, my podcast. <laughs> so, um, today we're doing sword art online, uh, stylization, and this is season one, episode one, as soon as I can get access to it. Ooh, yay, I am so happy. Okay, so I have to literally look this up on Wikipedia, because I can't find my damn notes, which is on me. So, let's see here. Let's see. Okay. So, the first episode is called Underworld. So, inside an unknown VR environment, Creature spends his days as a child with his friends Yujo and Alice. The three get lost in a cave on the outskirts of the human territory and end up at the boundary of the dark territory. Alice trips and falls with her hand accidentally touching the dark territory. For this violation, she is sentenced to execution by the Integrity Knights. Uh, a creature attempts to stop Alice from being taken away by Yuju stands motionless because of, like, um, it's like a system issues. It's 871. Then, um,. Soon after, Crypto awakens in the real world with no memory of what happens. So later in Gungale Line, where Sinon, Krita, Asuna, Silica, Lisbeth, and Klein confront a mysterious squad that flees after one of them gets taken down. That was an insane action scene, by the way. I freaking loved it. And um, especially with cars. Anything with cars, I was sucker for, by the way. And then, after the battle, Sinon thinks others for joining her, and they go back to the real world, where she invites Kurito and Suna to join her um, in an upcoming B.O.B. tournament. They agree, and then Kurito reveals that he's working for um, the Raph, or Rafe, yeah, probably Rafe Company. It's a test for new full-dive technology known as Soul Translator STL. And then kind of explains it, like, um, how this there's different... <sighs> What do you say? There's hollowed tubes inside your body, so what's that to fill with light? And that light is technically your soul, because you think your soul's in your brain or in your heart. But in this game, or this universe of the show, that your flat light is your soul, and this light transforming these tubes inside your body. Anyway... Um, then, on their way home, Kreeton and Suno get attacked by Johnny Black... The final survivor of the Tethgon incident who ingests Krita with a poison syringe. That was insane because Krita literally asked Asuna to come with him to America to white uh, because he wants to go over there and study. And um, that's where all the full dive tech is. And so he actually really wanted to go to America and invited her, Asuna, to go. And she said yes. And then Johnny Black had to go F everything up. So. That's what happened there. <laughs> um, really good episode. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I'm sorry I keep saying I really, really enjoyed it, but this is the truth. I don't know what you want me to say. It was like, I can't say it was like, it was fantabulous or whatever. Um, anyway, <laughs> really, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, like the explanation, what they think a soul is and stuff like that. Um, anyway, it was really good. Anyway. Uh, so we're going to episode two of season two. Um, I don't know why this is season one, just kidding. Anyway, it's called The Demon Tree. So, Kreto awakens um, back in the underworld, but he does not remember how he got there. And he encounters Yu-Gi-Oh! But after um, 
but they have no memories of each other. So after helping Yu-Gi-Oh with his daily task of chopping the demon tree, Kurito is taken to Yu-Gi-Oh's village where he discovers that he can activate his sword skills from back in um, SEO. After finding shelter at the local church, Kurito decides they must learn more about his circumstances before looking for a way to, to return to the real world. So he's very confused, so he technically has amnesia, so when he confronts Yu-Gi-Oh, they don't recognize each other. Because, you know, apparently several years has passed, because they were like 11 or whatever when, you know, Alice was taken. So I would say they're like 16 now or something like that. Anyway, um, so when Yuji confronts him like on who he is, he says like, I'm Kurito, but he doesn't really know, like I said, who he is. But he says like he's a swordsman. And, um, so, because when they go back into town, um, this guy stops him, and you just say he is a child of, um, Veta, which is, I guess, from the Dark World or whatever. And he, in the story, he takes kids and drops them somewhere that they don't know and gives them amnesia. And that's how that is. So anyway, um, he took the, um, the guy's sword that was, um, and said, like, he's a swordsman, shot down, like, a log... And he did really good at that, so... Anyway, he was very confused if he was in the game or not. Then when they checked the, um, frickin'... What was it? Bread or whatever. You did that S thing to check the status of it, which I guess that's why they do an S. Anyway, um, he was oh, I definitely am in the game, but I don't know why I'm in this game. So he tried to log out, but he couldn't. Anyway, so the next episode is episode 3, called The End Mountains. So, while chopping down the demon tree, Yuji explains to Kurita the reason why Alice was taken prisoner by Integrity Knights. He also reveals that the sword he retrieved from the end mountains, um, it took him three months to do that. To, uh, get the sword, um, from the end mountains to, um, the demon tree. And so, anyway, so they attempt to cut the tree with it, then discover that the skill levels are not yet high enough to use it. So, late at night, Krita has a conversation with Selka, Alice's younger sister, and reveals to her what he heard about Alice from Yu-Gi-Oh! And the next day, Selka disappears, and both Krita and Yu-Gi-Oh! realize that she must have gone to the end mountains as well. So, in the mountains, they discover that Selka was captured by goblins, and as the goblins are prepared to attack Krita and Yu-Gi-Oh!, Yu-Gi-Oh! becomes paralyzed by fear, and that was the end of that episode. Really insane episode. We get meet Selka and how like she's like a sweetie and like she's probably like I don't know like 12 or so and she wants to lead in the same sense as her sister and when um Krita opened his mouth and told her about what happened to her she's like oh I want to be closer to her so that's why she went to then mountains to try and find her and so um Really good episode, really enjoyed it, and um, let's jump into the next one called Departure, which is episode four. <laughs> Don't do that. Fine. Anyway, so Kurito helps Yuji regain his composure, and they fight the goblins t- um, together. While facing the goblin leader, Yuji is gravely wounded, and both he and Kurito remember their past together. So an enraged Kurito kills the goblin leader and confesses those to retreat. After the battle, uh, Kurito frees Selka. And she uses her magic to transfer part of Kurito's energy to Yuji in order to save his life. During this transfer, Kurito had a vision of an unknown woman who tells him that she's waiting for him and Yuji atop the central cathedral. After Yuji recovers, Kurito is having gained enough skill points um, from the battle to use the sword um, from the end mountains to deal a heavy blow to the demon tree. 
Then Yujiro asks him to teach him swordsmanship. After completing his training, Yujiro uses the sword to finally cut down the demon tree. And the village holds a big celebration for his um, defeat of the tree. Or how he defeated the tree. Yeah, that sounds better. <laughs> During this occasion, Yujiro is allowed to choose his next occupation. And he decides to become a swordsman. So Kurita and Yujiro depart for um, the central city, hoping to find Alice and bring her back home. Again, good episode. Um, I now know why it was rated MA. <laughs> because of all the blood. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn, this is crazy. Um, there's a lot of violence in this in this series. Like, the other ones, like, technically they're violent, but it's in a computer game, and they know they're in a computer game, so it's not as bad, but this one's, like, actual, like, blood spewing everywhere, and they get a little... Have like blood happy with it uh, throughout the series, but anyway, um, it was like I said, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And um, let's jump into the next one, which is called The Ocean Turtle, which is episode five. So we go back to the real world. So, after being poisoned by Johnny Black, Carito is taken to a hospital. After treating him, the doctors inform Asuna and Carito's family that he is stable but unconscious and it's unknown when or if he will ever wake up. So then the dude from the ministry, Kikuaka, I'm probably butchering the crap out of that, and I'm very sorry. Anyway, the dude from the ministry uh, then approaches them, offers to transcrete to a better facility, but when Asuna and um, Sugu pay a visit to him there, uh, they are prevented from seeing him. So with help from Yui and the rest of her friends, Asuna tracks down Kurito all the way to the port, and of course they must have been taken somewhere abroad. After learning that the Soul Translator was a technology uh, developed by Kaiba, Asuna contacts Rinko Kujirio, again, butchering that, I just want to say Rinko, which is um, Kaiba's former uh, co-researcher and lover. Uh, then we get to her sometime later, accompanied by her secretary, Yayumi Reynolds Renko is taken aboard the Ocean Tunnel, an offshore research facility where she is welcomed by the Ministry Dude. And after passing numerous security checks, Mayumi, revealing herself to be uh, as Asuna in disguise, asks the Ministry Dude where Kurito is. That was a crazy episode, and I was here for it. The way they tracked Kurito was insane, and I was like, that is some. Super detective work. It was, I loved it. I thought it was great. And the way that Asuna just like confronted him after revealing himself as Asuna, that was insane. I loved it. Great episode. That was an A plus for me. I really enjoyed it. So, um, I, at first I was kind of pissed off that we didn't know what was happening to Kurito and stuff like that in the real world, which just happened going on in the fake world. But I kind of like the balance of how we are do a couple episodes of the fake one then the real one and you know but anyway I thought it was decent then we jump into the next episode which is called Project Exilization which is episode 6 so the mystery guy on Space to Asuna and Brinko that Greta's brain was severely damaged from the attack and they are using a stale technology to restore it he also reveals that the main focus of the underworld experiment is to create a new more advanced form of artificial intelligence Despite the experiment have proven successful, they know that establishing the Church of Axum inside the underworld, that the AIs have managed to completely eliminate all kinds of transgressions, including 
murder from their community, that they need someone with years of experience in um, get with VRMMORPG like Krita to interact with them to develop them further. Asuna deduces that the mystery guys objectives to create a guy ca- capable of murder of murder for military purposes and that he confesses that all of his actions since the development of the nerf gear was created for the sake of his research called Project Acilization. After checking on Kurita informing her friends as soon as approached by Rinka who formally apologized um, for helping Kaiba during the Asuna incident, Asuna replies that why Kaiba can't be forgiven is that she has single for the days she spent with Kurita inside Ironcrad. And that was in that episode. Really good episode, but the whole confrontation thing where everyone's on going, I was like, okay, well, let's calm that down a little bit. Uh, yes, it's bombshell information, but I was like, there's a better way to deal with that. Anyway, really good episode. Really enjoyed it. So we start off um, episode seven with Swordcraft Academy called Two Years Later. Crypto uh, and Yuja are now trainees at the North. Centoria Imperial Sword Mastery Academy. Try to say that five times fast. Then the duo reflects on how they won the, in a swordsman tournament at the northern town of Zakaria. I'm so butchering that. Sorry. Then afterwards, they gain the uh, requirement to enroll themselves into the academy. Then their plan is to graduate from the academy as top students and become integrity knights, allowing them to access um, to the central cathedral. Crypto spars with his mentor, elite swordswoman Sortelina Serlut. And Sortelina, uh, let me say, sword skills are still unrefined. Ask Crypto to show her everything from his Ironcrad style before her graduation. Crypto and Yuju visit the garden to look at Zephyr flowers, which Crypto is attempting to grow. Then Yuju anxiously asks Crypto whether he will uh, turn to a sandwich if he regrets his memories. But Kurita assures them that they will stick together to the end. The next day, Kurita receives a black sword made from the branch of the Gigas Cedar that they shot down. And while practicing with his new sword, Kurita accidentally slips and stains the uniform of elite swordsman first seat Yulo Led Levantin and Yulio. Oh my god, these names. Forgives the fact that Kurita is training on the rest day, but points out the stealing as an excuse to invite Krita to spar as a punishment. And that's in the episode. Again, really good um, episode. Really enjoyed it. And let's jump right into the next one called Swordsman Pride, which is episode 8. So before the duel, Swartelina warns Krita that the secret of the Levantine uh, family power is imbuing their sword with the blood of their enemies. Thus is Yulo's request for a match with real swords. So during the duel, Kurita manages to increase the power of his sword and scratches Yulo's shirt before the match is interrupted by one of the instructors and declares a draw. Later at night, Kurita discovers that the Zephyr Flyers he was growing were destroyed by two classmates with a grudge against him who were at, like super assholes. So as he lament, as he like cries um, about it, he is instructed by a voice to use the healing arts to transfer life energy from the other flowers in the garden to restore them. So the next day, having learned Krita's match, Sortelina defeats Yulo in combat and graduates as the first seat, and Krita presents her with the Zephyr Flyers as a parting gift. Later, Krita and Yuji are promoted to Elite Swordsman, which was super neat, and it was a really great episode. I really enjoyed it, but you got 
two new assholes, like Humber, and I don't even know the other douchebag's name. It's probably going to be the next episode. Yeah, Humber, Sankasi, <laughs> and what was the other D-bag's name? Let's see. Humber, and what was the other one? Reyes, or whatever. <laughs> Anyway, so we get into two new assholes, you know, and they're just very, you know, douchebaggy. So anyway, next episode is Nobleman's Responsibility. So that's episode nine. And then we get to where Yuju and Kratos are now elite students of the Academy. Humbert Zizik, second seat among the elite students, challenges Yuju to a duel in which also ends in a draw. Some days later, Kratos and Yuji are having a picnic with their pages, Ronnie and Tess. I don't know, Tess, maybe. And then Ronnie and Tess reveal that their fellow student, Humbert's pages, Francia, is being abused by Humbert. So Kratos and Yuji confront Humbert and his classmate, Reyes, who do not deny the accusations but claim they did not violate any rule. So they found a loophole to be a perv. Then, so while alone with Yujiro, Tess expresses her despair about Sunday being forced to marry a person like Humbert, and Yujiro confronts her. Oh, comforts her. Sorry. Comforts. Uh, fine episode. It wasn't, like, super great, because the way they draw douchebags is, like, really insane to me. There's always something off about them. Like, when you can tell what, who's a hero and who's not, because by their facial fe- features, for the most part... It'd be kind of neat if we didn't know, like, that fast, like, uh, that person's an asshole. But anyway. Uh, other than that, it was a good episode, so let's jump into the next episode, which is called The Taboo Index. So Yujiro and Kratos realize that their pages are missing, and so Kratos leaves to live for them. So at, soon after, Francia approaches Yujiro and informs him that the pages intend to confront Humbert for, his, for her sake to stop his abuse of her. So Yuji storms Reyes and Humbert's room where they find Ronnie and Tess gagged up and tied up on a bed. Knowing about the taboo code prevents Yuji from interfering. Reyes and Humbert prepare to abuse the girls in front of him until Yuji decides to violate the code and cuts off Humbert's arm. In the process of violating the code, Yuji has to fight against the seal in his right eye which causes his eye to uh, explode. And then Reyes um, attempts to execute Yuji but um Kurita arrives and defends him, and Kurita fights Reyes, cutting off his arms, which leads him to glitch to death, while uh, Humbert escapes. So after the incident, an instructor restores Yujiro's eye. Next day, both Kurita and Yujiro are handed over to an integrity night, and they're surprised to discover the night is none other than Alice. Batshit crazy episode. I'm just saying. It was purity crazy to me. I was like, what the hell's going on? And thank God those douchebags are dead. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, that's just so gross and so it's disgusting. I'm just, ew. Anyway, um, it was a okay episode. There was a lot of violence in that. Like a little too much for me, but you know, it is what it is. So, um, the next episode... No, 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 don't do that. Sorry, the next episode is called Central Cathedral, which is episode 11. So, Yujo is certain that the knight in front of them is Alice, but she does not recognize him or Krito and takes him into custody. 
Crypto and Yuju break out from the prison using the High Object Control Authority and proceed to the Central Cathedral, but Alice haven't predicted the move since another Integrity Knight to intercept them. Then in the real world, Asuna is introduced to the first prototype of IA robot that's been developed by the Ocean Turtle. But she I think there's another one there that's a higher class because they mention that. But they're very you know, sketchy about that one. Because when um, Asuna was um, getting um, lunch with Ranko, they see another guy and how weird he looks and how that, I think that dude's an AI. I don't think that's an actual person. It was like the one that was kind of slouching over or whatever. I think that was a, I think that was a AI. So, anyway. Because like the prototype, you know, it's just like an actual robot walking around, but it's not autonomous yet. So anyway. So let's jump into episode 12 called The Stage of the Library. So Crypto and um, UJ face off against a Tiger Knight named Eldari after they run away from prison. So Crypto and Eldari start fighting, but soon it is revealed that Eldari has a divine weapon. So Yujo remembers who Eldari really is. So when Yujo starts listing off the things that the knight has done, Eldery starts screaming, saying that he has no such re- recollection of his memories. Then he falls to the ground, and all known purple crystal emerges from his forehead. So when Yujo tells um, Eldery about his mother's name, he starts to cry. Then another Integrity Knight comes to attack Krito and Yujo, so they both run for it towards a dead end, where a warp gate opens in front of them, taking them to a grand library. Then a woman who teleported them um, turns out to be the cardinal system of that world, and knows that Kurito is from the real world. Then she goes on to explain the history of the VR world and who developed and created the Taboo Index, which is the point of, point effects. Anyway, really good episode. I really enjoyed that one. So we get to meet a new character and <clears throat> her role in this game. So, I'm not this game, this world. <laughs> anyway, um, really, really good episode. I really liked it. So let's jump into the next one, which is episode 13, called Ruler and Mediator. So a flashback occurs when the administrator is losing her own memory space, so she gets a child to link her memory. But this is a fatal mistake of the administrator because this means that the child gets the same authority and power. So this comes to the attention of the child, which is now to be revealed as the cardinal of the Great Library. So she attacks the administrator, but um, she flees to the one of two places the administrator kid doesn't have authority over, and she chooses the Great Library. So she spent the last 200 years thinking of a way to defeat the administrator and fights Kurito and Yujo in the process. So Yujo explains how to get the antagonized memory back. Uh, thus, the carnal allies with Kurito and Yujo to defeat the administrator and get back Alice. And that's the end of this first arc. And how many months has it been? <laughs> Uh, no one cares. Okay. Oh, sorry, been 23 minutes. What? That's crazy. So, really good arc. I would give this, a, like, I'll give it a minus because some of these things, I was just like, there's really no need to be that gross. But anyway, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, overall, I thought it was a decent um, arc. I thought it was okay. The action scenes were really good. And I like the difference between um, the real world and um, this other world, which I call the underworld, I guess. So, really good. Really enjoyed it. And that's one for this podcast. Well, 
maybe this part I might split this into two separate things I don't know yet anyway I'll see y'all in my next podcast if you want to subscribe that'll be amazing if not that's also fine um I'll well this might have been my podcast catch you in the next one